World Order episode 365. In this episode, we're going to talk about the corn shell. So the corn shell, my name's Klaatu, by the way. Uh, this is GNU World Order. We're um, going through all of the packages in Slackware Linux. Some of these packages you won't have on your system, but you can get through your package manager. Others may not be available for you easily. It just depends on your distribution, but um, I think most of these packages are of interest to any Linux user because uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that we don't really think about all the time. We just we just know that it magically happens on our system. We don't really think about why. The corn shell is probably not one of those. Uh, it, you may well have to install that separately. So a little bit about corn shell. This is K-O-R-N, corn, corn shell. It was invented or developed rather by David Korn, K-O-R-N, at Bell Labs in the early 80s. Uh, the initial release is put down to 1983, which, to give you some context there, the Born shell, that's B-O-U-R-N-E, Born shell, uh, off of which the, the Bash shell is kind of, um, not based, but uh, the, the Bash shell certainly succeeds that. The, the Born shell had been out since, uh, by that time, probably about... Oh, I don't know, uh, off the top of my head, like five years or something, or, or possibly even longer. Uh, could be like more like almost almost ten years, actually. Yeah, that sounds about that sounds right. Uh, and then the C shell itself, I think, was developed or released in '77. So that's what about five six years before Corn Shell. So Corn Shell, I guess, in a way, is a little bit of a latecomer to the shell scene. But it was much loved for quite some time, and it's one of those things that I feel a little bit saddened that I certainly was not using Unix or Linux in 1983, um, or or the 70s for that matter. But it, you know, it, I, a little bit saddened to realize that I'll never quite know the impact of the corn shell. And if you have insight into that, dear listener. I would love to hear more kind of about the corn shell's impact and the the impression that it made at the time. And the reason I say this is because a lot of things have kind of normalized or um I don't know, gotten gotten equalized in a way since since they were developed because I mean nowadays we're just kind of we're we're all used to most of the shells acting mostly the same and it, it, i mean that it's a broad that's a broad statement that's probably not entirely um f- fair but certainly you know if if you if you launch a shell and you just kind of think you don't think too hard about it they they sort of start to see, feel kind of the same after a certain point and by all of them i mean sort of uh bash TCSH or or CSH, ZSH and Corn, they all kind of feel roughly comparable to one another. So Corn Shell is in quite a state today. There seems to be a couple of different versions, and I don't know that it's entirely clear on about you know sort of which one is which, and which one's the official one, and which way which which one is going uh, to to sort of emerge as the official corn shell version. And the reason I say that is because corn shell has been. I mean, it's open source on. It's available on GitHub. You can go to uh, GitHub.com/slash att as in AT&T/slash uh, AST. 
I, I forget what AST stands for. I did I did poke around. It's something like um, AT and T system tools or something like that. It's it's some it's 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 not the shell. It's not a shell name or anything like that. It's some collection of of things or something like that. Um, so th- there's on that GitHub page there is KSH nine three in one branch. There's KSH nine three U plus in another branch, and there's KSH twenty twenty in yet another branch. And according to a couple of different issues that you could read on that pay, on on that repository associated with that repository, you'll discover that I think it's ninety three U plus isn't quite people aren't quite happy with it. There were some regressions in it that they don't feel good about. So I I, I think twenty twenty is supposed to be the hope for a big single unified KSH 93, 93U plus sort of hybrid. I'm not 100% clear on that, but the the one that ships with Slackware is KSH 93, and that was, as you might sort of derive from that name, that's a, a version of Corn Shell that was released in 1993 and has endured. Now, there are other implementations of Corn Shell, the most notable of which is MKSH, you can find that uh, around the internet. I forget the story behind it, but the, the corn shell is something that people seem to be pretty fond of, and I have always been a little bit afraid of the corn shell because it sounded very important, and I've always heard really, really good things about David Corn, and it just seemed like corn shell was a a different set of tools to get involved in and and that that frightened me a little bit because I just wasn't sure if I wanted to dive in I already had TCSH um under my belt and I had uh, bash pretty pretty much as my default so I I kind of felt like I'd already kind of diversified a little bit in shell shell familiarity and I didn't know if I wanted to get involved with yet another shell implementation and have to learn all of the the nuances of that. Now, once I tried it, I realized that it's actually not that different. And this is what I'm saying about the sort of the equalization or the normalization of of shell implementations. I I feel like there's a universal understanding or a common understanding of of what a shell ought to have. And I I there there is a certain set of things that seem to be whether we realize it or not, we just all kind of expect certain things out of a shell and it's it's relatively unrealistic to expect today in the 2000s to to stumble upon a a shell that goes wildly against expectation because everyone knows what a shell ought to have and so the shell that you pick up and start using it's just going to have that stuff. Now you might you might question that. Should you uh, pick up the seashell, for instance, TCSH, and try to set a variable as you would on Bash? You might think uh, how surprising it, it is that that didn't work the way that you thought it would work, or uh, to set an alias uh, the way that you would in Bash with an equal sign and quotes and well, I guess you could do the quotes, but the equal signs and stuff like that. And you might think, oh, that's that's quite different on seashell. And so on. I feel like you would actually have better luck picking up the corn shell and and sort of 
encounter fewer surprises along the way if you were used to bash. So here's um, here are I guess some examples um, on the corn shell. Well, actually, here's a sort of a poor example. So on the corn shell, you can you can do which um, I don't know which I don't know Jack D. Let's say you're you're trying to figure out where Jack D the the command Jack D is installed on your system. So on the corn shell, you could do, or on the bash shell, you can do which corn, uh, which jack D, and it would point you to user bin jack D, or wherever you've got it installed. Now on the corn shell, you actually can do which jack D, provided you have which installed, and you probably do. But you could also, there's a built-in command in the corn shell called whence. W-H-E-N-C-E. And so you could do whence Jack D and get a response back, user bin Jack D or whatever, in the corn shell. And that's just an additional built-in command that, for instance, Bash does not have. So if you open up your Bash session, a Bash shell, uh, and, well, a born-again shell, um, and type in whence, then it's not going to know what you're talking about. Even if you have corn shell installed, it won't know, because whence is a built-in command in corn shell just like uh, i think what is it cd is is a built-in command that's not an executable on your system so if you if you actually look for i've lost my screen here we go okay uh, i'm going to launch console and do a which cd it says no cd is found in my path well how can that be well it's because it's actually a built-in command within bash but if i launch a corn shell with ksh and then do um which which tells me that user bin which is is the command that that gets executed with the the which command uh, if i do which whence then it says no whence is installed because indeed whence isn't installed uh it just doesn't it's it's part of the the corn shell but if I do whence, whence jack D, I get user bin jack D, because that's where that's installed. So whence is a, is a built-in in the corn shell. It, it, it's hard-coded into the shell, and it's available only in the corn shell. There, um, there are other minor differences, to be sure, but far fewer than you might expect. Like I say, the, the seashell actually, I think if I had to bet, I would say that the seashell has fewer, or, or, yeah, more, greater, a greater number of differences than, than corn. For instance, uh, between that and bash, for instance, in, um, in bash, you can do, uh, uh, type, uh, type CD, and it tells me that the CD is a shell built in. If I do that in bash, I'll get the same response type cd cd is a shell built-in but if i launch a uh, seashell and say type cd uh, it says type command not found because it, it doesn't exist in seashell it is um it it exists itself as a built-in in bash and corn shell the the command type there are um functions in corn shell that pretty much work exactly as they do in bash so you can define it all the different ways that you can in bash practically you can do um foo parentheses parentheses curly brace echo blah close curly brace that'll work in both bash and corn shell or you can do function foo curly brace echo blah close curly brace you can do that in bash and corn shell 
neither of those methods work in TCSH. It just doesn't, that's not something that C shell can do, is, you know, functions doesn't, doesn't do that. History is another one where there are some differences. So if you type in history in the corn shell, you get your history. Um, looks like I've got, it starts at 72 for some reason from, for me. I'm not sure why. Um, it's probably got something to do with an environment variable about how many history listings I have. But anyway, um, in bash, we would just do exclamation mark uh, 80 to rerun command, or, you know, the, 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 the line numbered 80 in my history list. If I do that in corn, uh, it says exclamation 80 not found, no such file or directory. So it, it has no idea what I'm talking about. However, if I do the single letter R, just R space 80, then it reruns the 80, the, the line of with 80 in it in my history. So it's just the single letter R. And uh, R is an alias for in corn by default for the the word, and the, the way that you would know this is type space R. It says R is an alias for hist dash S. So hist, um, there's no man page for hist, but you can do hist dash dash help, and it talks a little bit about the history options that you've got. And sure enough, if we do type hist, uh, hist is a shell is a shell built in. So, and, and that's pretty typical. The history, the history functionality of a shell is generally, at least as far as I have, have, have can tell, uh, these are typically built in to the shell. It's not something, it's not a, you know, you're not going to ever see a, a history exec, well, I'm not going to say you're never, but I mean, it's not typical to do a witch history and find out that history is some command that exists on your system because it's it's got everything to do with kind of the shell and how it keeps track of of what's going on within it. So in the corn shell, uh, it's it's hist. That's what it is. Um, and if we do history type history in bash, it tells me that history is a shell built in. So I'll go back to the corn shell, and uh, you can, for instance, get a listing of history with the word history. But if you if you do type history, it it confirms that that's actually an alias for hist l. So once again, hist is kind of your your gateway into history in the corn shell. Dash L lists the 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 um the listing the the history in your in your um, in the shell in your session uh, dash R reverses the order of the commands so you get history except the the latest the latest is at the very top of your list you can also do history or hist I guess dash capital in um, I don't know three and then you just get the last or rather you get a listing starting three lines ago, which strangely produces four outputs for for me. Um, and I'm assuming what's happening here is that it's going back three lines and starting the history and then appending the most recent one at the end of that result. So instead of just getting three lines, I get four lines because the fourth is the one that I've just run. Seems a little bit odd to me. What el what the other thing that is odd that I I couldn't help but notice is that hist h i s t um doesn't always work for me. So hist for instance, hist-r. We know that that should that should just give me a reverse listing of my history. And for whatever reason it prints the number 13 and then if I hit return it just gives me a question mark. Control C doesn't kill it. Finally, Control D gets out of that sort of weird loop that I'm in. That for for whatever reason, if I do history spelled out dash R, then it works as expected. I'm not sure what's going on there. That seems kind of odd to me. 
I don't know if it's just some kind of weird environment thing that's happening on my system, or I guess I could try it in a different shell too. Like I could open up UR, or a rather terminal emulator. Um, uh, here's URXVT, and I'll just do, uh, let's do an LS, and then a CD, and then a which CD, and then a CD again, and then um, something else, a uh, type CD there. That's a little bit of a history, so now I'll type hist, and I, no, that even, no, that doesn't even give me the history listing. Hist-L. Okay, that works. Hist-R. No, it doesn't work. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on with corn, corn hist, but, um, it, and that is a shell built in. It confirms it. So for whatever reason, issuing the actual shell built in command fails, but issuing something that is aliased to that, so history is an alias for hist-l, that works perfectly fine. History-r. Oh, you know what it is then? Now I bet I understand what's going on here. So if I go to urxvt, or, or anything, I guess, I don't really have to do that, um, but I'll do it anyway. So I'll go to the, my unicode rxvt, uh, go back to corn shell here. So now if I do hist space dash l space dash r, that works as expected. Hist dash L dash in three, that works as expected. So what I was missing there, and you got to miss it with me, is that the dash L is required, which is kind of funny because it does show it as being um, relatively, it doesn't, it doesn't, indicate to me that that's that's a required one uh, and the reason everything was working with with history be is because history has the dash l built in so it's hist dash l all the time or hist space dash l so that's why history was working for me that's interesting I, i've never i i never knew that and now i do so that's um some differences in how how history works uh there's also and and this is one of those things that i don't know how many people even do this, but where you can run an old command with a new with a new um, argument. So, for instance, let's do type space cd. Tells me it's a shell built in. Then I'm going to do hist dash l. So that was the 123rd command type cd. So now to replace, let's say I want to rerun that, but I don't want to have to type. I don't want to have to enter the word type again. So instead, and this is a silly example, of course, because I mean the, the the effort it takes to replace the the single word type is, is far greater, but obviously for a, a more complex command this is useful. So you type in hist-s, and then the command that you, or the part of the command that you want to replace. So in this case that's the, the, the cd. I don't want, I don't want to do a type on cd, I want to do a type on something else. So cd and then equals and then the word that you want to replace it with. In this case let's do, um, let's do which. No, let's do whence. And then space and then the, the line, the history item that you are targeting. So in this case, uh, what did I say? It was 123. So hist dash s, uh, yeah, dash s, cd equals whence 123. And that, that, that runs 123 quite invisibly. It just runs 123, type whence. Well, I guess it's not invisible because it does iterate. It, it reiterates what it just did. So that's type whence. And then it tells me the, you know, the result of that command. Whence is a shell built in. Now if I do hist dash l, I see that 123 was type cd and 124 was type whence, and 125, of course, is hist space dash l. So to some degree, you'll never see a hist dash s command in your 
history listing because it gets swapped out for the command that you are recalling, which is kind of kind of unsettling because you 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 won't see you know, you'll, you'll never sort of see the, the remnants of that command. I mean, that's not entirely true. If you run it against something that doesn't make sense or whatever, then, you know, if it doesn't succeed in, in swapping out what you've typed, then it, it does it does show up in your history. Um, and honestly, that's about it. I mean, I'm sure there's something else that, that I'm not sort of aware of, that I'm not thinking of, and that's that's fine. Um, but I, I guess my point really is that the similarities between between corn shell and bash are actually v- there. There, I, I would say that there are more similarities than there are differences. A- absolutely, I would say that. Is that how it used to be? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I'm. I'm imagining that that when corn shell came out, it was a. It was probably a big deal for either. Well, probably a, a very big deal, probably for born shell users. That's what I'm. I'm guessing. I. I would imagine seashell users would not. Would not care about corn shell because the main. The main perks of seashell are not available in corn shell. Uh, and and actually, let me look that up really quick here in the man page. Let's let's see if we can discover exactly how um, the if loops are implemented in in corn shell. I think they are the same as bash, but just off the top of my head, I couldn't be sure about that. So let's do uh, this. Yes, that is correct. So corn shell uses, it doesn't really have any built-in testing mechanism, as far as I can tell. So for instance, if you do if, um, I don't know, one is dash greater than gt2, well, no, let's do something, zen zero, close bracket, then echo, yes, one is greater than zero uh, fi, then we get the results that we would expect. Uh, if we say that if one is greater than a hundred, uh, we don't get anything back. So yeah, it's it's testing externally, which isn't a huge deal. Um, and I've recently recorded a, an episode on Hacker Public Radio about the seashell, where I'm talking about how nice it is that seashell has built-in operators, or, or, yeah, I guess operators, or expression handling, really. It has built-in math, is, is what I'm trying to say. Bash and corn shell don't, don't have that exactly, or at least not as far as I know. In, in seashell, you can do the at symbol, space foo, and then space equals, space parentheses, space one, space plus, space one, plus parentheses, and then you can do echo dollar sign foo, and you get two back. So it's it's just right there. Uh, I guess you could do in let's get out of seashell for a minute. Let's go to corn shell and try let n. Well, actually, I think we would have to say n equals zero first, right? And then let n equals do, uh, parentheses parentheses uh, n plus one close parentheses close parentheses. No, that doesn't work. I'm making that up, apparently. Yeah, that doesn't work either. Okay, there's, there's, uh, oh wait, dollar sign. Nope, there's just, um, that's just not something that you can do in corn shell. You should be able to do that in bash, though. So let in equals, and then some math. No, I'm, I'm doing something wrong, I guess. I don't know what it is. Ah, there we go. Yeah, okay. So if you do let space n equals parentheses 1 plus 1 close parentheses and then echo dollar dollar sign n, then you get 2 as as I guess as expected. Uh yeah, 1 plus 4 is 5 and so on. So that's that's good to know. That's in bash. 
So try the same thing just one more time in uh, uh, in corn shell rather. And no, you can't really do that in corn shell. So let in equals parentheses one plus one close parentheses doesn't even doesn't even calculate. Just syntax error. Um, the parentheses is not expected. Uh, if we do it without the parentheses, uh, let in equals one plus one. Well, it didn't error out, so let's echo in two. Okay, so maybe that does work. Well, that's pretty nifty. That's cool. I didn't know that. I've learned something. So let space, you know, whatever, some variable, equals, and then some math, and that does seem to work. Yep, that does seem to work. Uh, I just did uh, some multiplication as well. That's cool. That's that's a nice feature that I didn't really ever think to do. Um, and that's important, because as I've said in the BC episode of New World Order, I don't think BC is meant for command line usage. I don't really think you're supposed to use it that way. So let and then a variable equal some mathematical equation, uh, and uh, you'll you'll you have fast math now in in your shell. That's good to know about, and that's corn. So a little bit different than bash, both of which are different from C shell, and that's fine. I think that's everything I have about corn shell. I feel like I thought I had more to say about it, but after really kind of hammering away at what I thought would be a greater number of differences, I kind of came to the conclusion that the differences are not very obvious. They're just not really there. So I think that's that's everything I've got about corn shell. And I think I'll, that's where we'll we'll call it a, a close for this episode. I think that's that's pretty good for a show. Thank you very much for listening. Talk to you next week. listening to the GNU World Order AugCast. This has been Klaatu. You can reach me on IRC. I'm on the Freenode network usually in channels such as AugCast Planet, Slacker Media, Slackware, a couple of others. My nick on IRC is not Klaatu. You can also reach me lately on Mastodon. My username there is at Klaatu at Mastodon.xyz. Of course, you can email me at klatu at member.fsf.org. That's klatu at member.fsf, as in free software foundation.org. And of course, you can visit my various websites, gnuworldorder.info and slackermedia.info. I will see you next time.
read a fashion magazine, 